0: All right. All right. Welcome to today's millionaire uh, podcast. We're dealing with Matthew and we're talking about how he's making $3.5 million a year with uh, 10 vans and 25 labors. And this is out of the San Fernando Valley, California. All right. And so if you can't tell, it's Rockstar Plumbing Services. Tell us all about it, Matthew.
1: Well, we are a very prideful company. Um, we're not just uh, service repair guys. We are a pro plumbing shop, service for repair all around. Uh, we we take a lot of pride in being a all around plumbing company and not just a drain specialist, not just a repipe specialist, not just a gas specialist. We do it from A to Z, from tankless to to pipe relining. We do blue line technology. We do so so much. We were doing high density polyethylene pipe bursting. I mean, there's so much that we offer, and we take pride in doing that i mean we're we, we uh we're an all-around plumbing company and you know that's that's we call our baby
0: that's awesome i love it i absolutely love it um so you know tell us about like what year did you start and how long did it take for you to make your first million dollars
1: it was, it, listen, it was, it was definitely, and especially in the area that I'm in, you know, there's a lot of competition here, you know, every, there's a million different companies in every field here, you know, with a population of 13 plus million people. I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a lot. 13, I started plumbing. Yeah. Wow. I, yeah, just in the area. Uh, and uh, I, I started right before I got 21. I saw, you know, a lot of people in this specific trade doing really well. And I'm a foster kid. I came from absolutely nothing. I moved out here. I might, you know, I, I, I felt like a like an immigrant when I moved here. I uh, I uh, <laughs> didn't know nobody, had nothing. Wow. it was a whole new world for me. Uh, amazing. Yeah, I came from New Mexico. And uh, when I was 20, I uh, I got into the trade as a mechanic for a plumbing shop. And I saw what the technicians were doing and I saw how they were, you know, treating people and everything. I wasn't too fond of it because I'm not going to mention any specific names of what company it was, but it wasn't kind of like my moral standard because I'm a cowboy. I grew up in the country. And uh, so I asked the manager to put me in a training position as I would like to, I was good with my hands, you know, I was I, I'd like to learn, I was, I was able to retain information. At 21, I got put into a van. Four months later, I became their top-selling technician. And I ran with it at 21. that was in 2006, and uh, I started my company right after uh, the 2008 recession. Uh, uh, oh. It got it got scary out here because you know people stop spending money, and you know being in LA, we're the fourth largest economy on the planet. So it's like you know we whenever we get hit, wow. it's a huge thing. So I got really scared being immature, being young, and in business. That uh, I didn't I didn't start my own company right when it happened. But as soon as we were like two years into it, right before 2010, I opened Rockstar Plumbing. Me and my business partner, Adam, uh, he uh, he's my motivation and he was so, he's a, he's a couple of years older than me. And he 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 saw the potential in me and my ability. And then with his business knowledge and his expertise in construction, we 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 got together, we're best friends, brothers, we uh and we were brother and pipe wrench. and we've been we've been we've been going ever since 2010. That is so cool. How old are you today? I'm 37. 37.
0: Okay, I'm 39. So it puts Go you ahead. like 85. 86. 86. My bad. Okay, cool. I'm 83. I'm August of 83. I'll, I'll be turning 40 in
1: August, bro. I'm around the corner. All coast. right. Okay, man. My hair
0: shows it. Look at this crap.
1: <laughs> hey man, we're hey we're one thing we have in common is we're both closer to 50 than we are to 21.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I like this, though. You know, this is, like, way cooler than um, my 20s, to be honest. I think it's, Absolutely. I guess, the position in life is what's better, right? Like the wife. Uh, you married with children?
1: I am. I am married to the love of my life. Uh, I've known her for 20 years. been married for seven. Uh, I have two beautiful boys. I'm a, I'm very much in love with my family.
0: That is so good to hear, bro. I feel the same when I have two daughters. Mine are uh, eight and six. How old are yours? Okay. Four and five. Oh, dang. So it's fun. We're in the fun stages. And, yeah. you know, most 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 dads that are plumbers when and when their children are so young, we're out there hustling, grinding, plumbing, working our ass off. I, I remember when I was out in the field, um, I'd, I wouldn't work 40 hours a week. I'd work way more, you know, like 60 to 70 sometimes. So
1: seven days um, a week.
0: Six, six days a week, you know, it's never in in an eight hour day, you don't go home at five when you're busy like that, you know, and so you wake up, and you're gone, you know, the kids don't see you because you're off in traffic, you're in traffic, right? And then, and then it's ready. it's like, it's getting late, you're barely dragging your ass back home from all this work all day. And you, if you get a chance to see them, it's it's a little bit, and, and it sucks, right?
1: So I, because of the because of that exact situation, I make sure before I leave, I kiss my kids on the head before I leave and they let me and they get to see me in my work uniform but I dress dressing this, regardless if I'm in the office or whether I'm out in the field every day, just because leadership is by example. And that goes from the office to your family life, because regardless, if you're not present during the hours that you're working, at least your kid sees, even if they don't understand that you're getting up and doing what you need to do to provide and be the greatest man you can be for your family. That's awesome,
0: okay, cool. So, um, let's see here. I, I, I love, I love your story first of all, and I love your brand. I love the colors, by the way. T- total rock star. I love it, uh, Matthew. Tell us about like, you know, um, what's one of the things that you feel that made you. Maybe held you back from cracking your first million. Like, what are the things? What are the things that one are one of the things that you had to improve in yourself in your business to 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 crack that first million?
1: So, even though it was me and my partner, or my partner and I, um, I, the biggest hump to get over was to relinquish my responsibilities and be able to trust somebody to go out in the field and handle a lead and a customer the way I would handle it. Because nobody's going to love your company the way you love your company, especially if you you created it yourself, you didn't buy it as a franchise or anything. If you created it, it's your baby. Then the better you take care of your baby is how that grows. Um, I would say my biggest hurdle was to trust employees, to trust somebody else to be able to go out there, perform, hit the, hit what they're supposed to hit do what they're supposed to do, provide excellent customer service, not get me sued, not, not, not smear my reputation, et cetera. And to be able to do that, that was, that was the hardest part of, of expanding and getting to the point because yes, it's a one man show. You can make a million bucks. You can, but it requires 60, 70, 80 hours a week sacrificing holidays and weekends and events and everything because you have to be on call. So yeah. the way I was able, the biggest hurdle was to trust people.
0: Mm, that's interesting. So, with trust comes some training, right? So what would you do about sales training for plumbers?
1: So that's the thing. Uh, I've, so I So I've always considered myself a master salesman because I'm not a salesman. I like to educate myself and be fully knowledgeable on what I know, because if you are fully knowledgeable, real will always recognize real and you don't have to sell something if you're being 100% knowledgeable and explaining correctly. They can, you can call it sales, you can call it whatever it is, but I don't, at this point, it's not even a sales. I will explain to you exactly your situation, how much this costs in the industry, how long it'll take to do, what we'll use to do it, and this is how much it costs, and you should absolutely get quotes. This is not about selling you a job or doing anything like that. I want you to make the best decisions because it's a financial investment. It has nothing to do with sales. It has everything to do with knowledge. So it wasn't about sales training with my technicians. It was more about how how knowledgeable you are. And even till today, Every week, every Tuesday, I have an hour to two hour session on product training for everything, whether it's down to a, a fill valve, to a toilet, to a Navy and tankless water heater, to, to new technologies and sewer relining, to all of it. It's every week and it's always about knowledge. Knowledge sells real, recognizes real.
0: That is true. That is very true. So, so there's like the skill, the skill knowledge and, and code and knowing how to do things. And if they know that really well, then they should be able to speak on it really well. Is is that what you're saying?
1: So I, I, so there's, there's a lot of people that say that the customer is always right. And you should always, you should always uh, be on the customer side. I feel differently about that because if I take care of my guys, if I take care of my guys and make sure that my guys are paid a livable wage, are constantly on point with their knowledge and not left without the tools for their success, they would, they will take care of the customer if you take care of them. They will take pride in their job if you take care of them. And it starts at home base because it's just like anything else in life. If you don't love yourself, how are you going to admit love? If you're not a pro, how are you going to give pro advice?
0: That is very true. That is very true. So, so train the guys on, you know, knowledge about the job itself and then how to, or the product, right. And then how to sell the product, right. The second um,
1: step is customer service. Customer, customer service, service, right. Yeah.
0: And, and I feel like the word sales training is like, you know, some people have a certain uh, perspective about it, but it really does involve customer service and product right. knowledge and uh, winning over the customer and all these things. Right. Right. And so um, I wanted to um, just take about thirty seconds to share with with you and everybody else listening, because not everybody has the training at their shop like Matt does, right? Not everybody has that knowledge like Matt does to, to train his team. So for everybody that's listening that doesn't, they don't have uh, maybe the time on top of that, right? That's another thing: time to train your team. We've Been providing sales training for plumbers and it's been amazing. Um, it's not expensive, you know, they're only two thousand dollars for a four week program, you know, one week for 500, or get a video for 200. But beyond that, you know, um, I've had small companies and big companies hire us for this kind of stuff, and Mr. Reuter being one of them, and we've been able to 10x ROI within 60 days. Um, and so Matt has a really good system, but for the guys that don't, you want to go visit. Uh, sales training plumbers.com, right go there real quick and I'd love to ask Matt um what what is it that I want to get a little more fun with this uh what do you like to spend it on right because we know uh, like we, like how'd you make it what what' you do in your business to to make it happen but let's let's get have a little more fun with it what are your hobbies what are you into? What?
1: So I grew up in foster care. I, I grew up on a Navajo reservation um, in New Mexico up on the plateaus. My town had 2,500 people. And living out there, we there's the poverty line, and then there's below the poverty line. <laughs> and uh, where I was at, there was, you know, we had dirt clod wars for fun. We played in ditches. You know, there wasn't much to do out there. We We weren't close to bodies of water or anything. So when I moved to California and I came onto the West Coast, and yeah. I saw the beaches, and I saw the water. I <laughs> fell nice. in love with the ocean. So um, I, as as I became a little bit more successful, and I started being more responsible with my money, and you know, especially whenever I got a family, I decided to get into boating. And uh, my adopted mother, the an elderly woman who adopted me, she always told me that, you know, a boat is only something that rich people can have she always told me she was an old school woman from Mississippi. And she told me that, you know, a boat is only something that somebody the rich and famous can have. And whenever I started realizing money management and, and, you know, how things go, yeah, they're expensive and they require a lot of maintenance, et cetera. But I ended up buying myself a boat. And then I started going out in the ocean and I started going to lakes and stuff. And I fell in love with the aquatic life. I just, there's something about it being a captain of my vessel about, about being in the wind. It was just, it was amazing. So, I love to go on the ocean. I love to uh, do outdoorsy stuff like that. Another hobby of mine, which I know that you share as well, is I have a Hellcat, oh, and yep, yeah. yeah, and uh, I love my race car, and my kids love daddy's race car. <laughs> so, yes. so, so that is also another passion of mine: the off-roading, boating doing outdoorsy stuff. I love, I love adrenaline. I love the stuff that I didn't have and that I'm able to give to my kids. So realistically, besides donating to local charities, obviously, because I like to help my community. Um, I love, I love the water and I love, I love my race car. <laughs>
0: that's, that's awesome. I feel like uh, you talk like me a little bit and I talk like you a little bit. We're into the same things and the family yeah. and, the, and the hobbies and and the, you know, the motorsports and things like that. That is so cool. You are a better drifter than me, though. I will admit that. I watch (laughs) it, dude. That's that's hard. Actually, it's it's way harder than drag racing, and it's taken me having track time once a month. I got to do it once a month to to, and it's been a year and a half. And I'm I'm finally starting to tandem. I'm finally like getting to. um, I graduated from C level to or C class to B class, and I'm trying to get to A class driver. Um, I may need a different car for the A class. No, I'm kidding. It should be all right with the car been a lot of fun but let's get to the next uh last question here is yeah. exit strategy right we're all hustling we're all like let's talk about your exit strategy are we selling are you keeping it in the family or the boys taking over it
1: let us know so that's so that's been a big uh, since i've had children so see i had children and then I of course i loved my children and you know off the gate but then as time passed by and you fall in love with your children you really realize what it is that your child is to you it's it's a part of you you're in love with it it means what uh, any good parent will always put their child before themselves and love them more than they love themselves. that's what that's what it, that internal thing is that makes you love your child and the same with your parents etc well as the years gone on with having children the exit strategy is it's been up and down so I have a successful business. I have the formula that makes it move. I have I have, I have, have what I have that makes me organically good at what I do and plus I take a lot of pride in actually being good at what I do, not just selling because that's just a portion of what it is to be a plumber. Uh, my exit strategy has changed a couple of times. At first it was, hey, I wanna do this forever. Um, I would like to pass this down to my kids and, and that's still in my head, but also, I in. I'm very much on the, as of soon as the beginning of next year to franchising my company, whether it's into San Diego or to Tampa, Florida, it's up in the air. Um, I wanna have my hand in more pots just because that's how you, you know having more income and having more income, um, having financial freedom is everything in life, especially as we live in slaves to finances in the world. Uh, I thought about selling my company, but I know that I'm not ready to retire. I know that I'm not ready to hang up my pipe wrenches and be like, "Oh, I got a couple million dollars in the bank," and you know, now I, you know, now I'm not a rock star plumber. So I think my exit strategy, Plan A and Plan B. Plan A is to keep my company and to grow it and to be good and evolve with the technology and to just become a bigger staple in my community more than I am right now, uh, and to pass that down to my children, have my children work and teach them hard work, blue collar ethics, et cetera my plan b would be to retire from it and to take my profits made i've never had anything as a kid so i know that if i did sell it in the standings that it's in right now as long as taxes allow it obviously uh that i, I would be able to you know cash out a couple billion bucks and i would i would be able to retire and live more with more time with my children but That is a plan B. My plan A is to hold on to my company, franchise it, make it bigger, get more involved with mitigation uh, and, and different things just because it is a very profitable business. And there are a lot of scumbags out there that do it that aren't that aren't doing the right thing because, you know, when you're dealing with insurance, you're raising prices, you're doing certain things and like I said, I'm a cowboy man. I, I wear cowboy boots to work every day. I'm I, outside of work. I got a cowboy hat on, and I'm you know I'm I'm a cowboy. I'm a, I'm an urban cowboy. That's tight. Uh, that's that's uh, I love. So that. my plan, my plan A is to keep my company and to pass it down to my children. My plan B would be to sell, retire, and to enjoy all my time with my family. But those would be my 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 plans for my business.
0: To me, that sounds like a rock star. Exit plan. Can I? Can we check out your shirt? Uh, I, I I like
1: the branding. So yeah. finally, and I recommend this to anybody who absolutely loves their company and 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 wants to own it. You need to own it. You need to have the rights to your name. So I have the rights to Rockstar Plumbing, and on the back of my shirt, probably backwards. But we are the number one guys in the number two business. Nice. I
0: like that saying and i own that that's tight that's tight that's that's very cool i like that you um you're a cowboy as well because uh, i did get a chance to learn how to ride horses with my yeah. older daughter and yeah. uh she picked up on it and i picked up on it she rode for two years and now she's like wants to try gymnastics so we got her into gymnastics and she's getting awesome. better at that. i want to yeah. get back on the horse um when it's not so hot you know what i'm saying <laughs> and um I like it, though. It's it's a lot of fun. I really enjoy it. I love your exit strategy, by the way. Um, I think it's awesome. Uh, Let's take one picture um, here with with our phone before we get out of here. If if you wanted to take a picture of us and, and, you know, so you can post it on social media, you know, uh, we'll snap it on one, two, three. All right. So anybody else listening to this podcast, if you, if you want to be on here, you can reach out to me, go to strictlyplumbers.com. That's right. www.strictlyplumbers.com. Or if you're my homie on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok, send me a message.
1: Can I just, can I just, can I just say this one time too? I've yeah. been, uh, I've been uh, on We've been Facebook friends for a couple of years now. Yep. I have to tell you, bro, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you because you're doing a great job. You're pursuing what you do and it's, and it's motivating. It's very nice to see people doing good and coming up and actually do, taking pride in what they do. And I appreciate talking to somebody who's doing the same thing. So.
0: That's awesome. Thank you so much for, 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 uh, wrapping it up in a rock star fashion, baby. <laughs> yeah. Right on. Buddy. Okay. Have yourself a great weekend. Happy father's day, by the way. You too, brother. Thanks bro. I'll talk to you soon. Okay.
1: Yes, sir. Cristo.